Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Well, guess what? Today we're going to talk about the coronavirus. Now, <coughs> just kidding. <laughs> okay, now, um, last week we talked about how you shouldn't be afraid of the coronavirus. This week we're going to talk about how you shouldn't be afraid of the coronavirus because uh, I'm going to share my plan with you. And number one, don't panic. I'm, I mean, if you look at every philosophical text on the planet, it says worry doesn't add an, a minute to your life. It's not effective. But appropriate planning is. So what do we know about the COVID-19? And there's the coronavirus-19. It will spread around the world. It has spread around the world. So the questions when people are super excited and enthusiastic and spend hours on the Internet researching this, they are finding out that there's a lot of conspiracy theories. You know, was it lab-made? Was it man-made? Um, were, is it from the 5G around in the Wuhan area? What are some of the other theories? Um, uh, there was an experimental SARS vaccine that predisposed these people to injury. So there's a ton, a ton of theories out there. Let's just, you know, know the theories are going to work themselves out, kind of like engineers for 9-11 Truth did for the, the 9-11 fiascos. Okay, but so let's look at this. COVID-19 will spread around the world guaranteed. This is a pandemic. Some people will die, most will live. Now, whether it's lab created or in the environment, again, that is not for this discussion. We are going to show you how to get a plan together and you survive, your family survives, your friend survives, and then we create a hell of a lot nicer, more intelligent world than the psychotic fear-based one we're in. Um, and, and be aware that governments will use this fear to change the um, the panic ratio. And when I when I say panic ratio, th- think of this: like people that are totally, completely okay, panicked about this. Uh, now, when when we look, and here I'm just pulling up one thing. When was the last time? that you heard about uh, the chronic illness epidemic? When was the last time you heard about autism or forced vaccination or even discussion of informed consent in America? Uh, have you heard of any of the politics or, or financial crises going around the world? No, the media is completely silent about this. Politicians are completely silent. The corona um, advertising epidemic is in full force. So let's look at people on the ground. For one, this is off of uh, orthomolecular.org. Uh, this is an Italian doctor who's working at the Shenzhen Hospital. He was transferred to study the Wuhan pneumonia virus or the coronavirus. Uh, now, it's interesting. So this guy is on the ground working with patients. And, uh, you know, you might have heard that 92,000 people have it or have been exposed to it. You might have also heard that 48,000 people have completely recovered from it. That's right. You can recover from this if you get it. It's just like a cold. 
So what this doc is saying, uh, know that the coronavirus is not heat resistance. It dies around 27 degrees centigrade. And I know all the Americans out there are going, holy moly, 27 degrees centigrade. Okay, it's 80.6 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, so <clears throat> this virus will die at um, 86 degrees. So this means drinking hot water, heating up your body, looking at, say, a sauna, or or just just heating up, um, drinking lots of hot waters, hot fluids, just like what your your um, grandma would tell you. Also, expose yourself to the sun. Now, it's literally cold this time of year in most of the northern hemisphere. So drinking hot water and tea and infusions is fantastic. I mean, think of this, because you're heating up the esophagus when it's drinking down there. This is a virus that tends to settle in the lower two-thirds of the lungs, not the upper aspect of it. So drinking huge amount of hot water and, you know, try not to drink ice. Now, that this Italian doctor is talking about the sequelae, like what happens when you get affected by the coronavirus. First thing, it'll infect the throat, and it'll feel like a dry, sore throat. And this lasts for about three to four days. So now you've got a couple of choices when first presented with this symptom. You got a dry, sore throat. Do you take an antibiotic, which weakens your immune system? No. Do you take a pain reliever, like a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory, like Advil, Motrin, and Aleve, to alleviate that discomfort? No, because that weakens the immune system response. How about drinking hot water, hot teas, hot herbal teas, hot tinctures? What about, because we would put mountain oregano in a pot, steep it for a while, and then that would be our on mountain oregano, which has antimicrobial properties. Fantastic. So if you have a dry, sore throat, know that drinking hot fluids and stimulating your immune system, that's ideal. Now, the virus will, will fuse with the nasal fluid, okay, and there'll be a drip in the trachea. And this is literally what causes and enters the lungs, caldering um, Wuhan pneumonia. Now, that takes around five to six days. So immediately, if you have a dry, sore throat, I mean, I'd recommend doing supplements before, which kind of makes sense, and I'll go over the list of those to start taking now, but just start drinking lots of hot water, and I do this anytime I'll get a sore throat or a cold. Now, also, there's a stage if you get the Wuhan pneumonia. So that means that you ignored the dry, sore throat. You didn't strengthen your immune system. Uh, it took about five to six days later, okay, to where it starts to enter into the lungs. So this is a total of around 10 days now that you've been feeling bad. If it gets into the lungs because you've weakened your immune system, you're going to feel like drowning because the bottom two-thirds of the lungs were most of the surface area. This is pneumonia, and this is the dangerous part. That's when you actually need to get hooked up to oxygen and start doing the deep breathe. Now, this doctor's advice, who's from Wuhan, says the virus is a fairly large size, like four to 500 nanometers. So any normal mask, okay, uh, will be able to filter it. So it's a pretty big one. So just the simplest mask. You don't need the, the N95 mask, which is a really fancy one. 
Uh, now, if someone sneezes in front of you, so let's say they don't have a mask, you don't have a mask, they sneeze in front of you, it can go around 10 feet before it falls to the ground. Now, the virus can live on a metal surface for 12 hours. So this is why washing your hands with soap and water. And this is normally, this is what a normal flu virus would, would last as well. Uh, and it can now normal laundry detergent uh, kills the virus. So winter clothes that don't require daily washing, just place them in the sun. Direct sunlight will kill it. Uh, now, prevention. The most common way to get infected is to touch things in public like door handles, rails, buses, things like that. So wash your hands frequently. You don't need that that goo, the the Purell or the the alcohol rubs. Uh, if you're going to utilize that uh, or that you want like a quick spray, look at essential oils. Fantastic antimicrobial effect, and it's way safer than using Purell. And I'm going to explain what happens when you're using Purell in just a moment. Uh, the viruses uh, can live on your hands for five to ten minutes, but this is why you you wash your hands. Now, um, it, it, there was a, a retracted article out of the Lancet, published um, some Chinese medical staff, and they it was actually the title of it: Chinese medical staff requesting international medical assistance to fight the COVID uh, nineteen, and that was published February twenty fourth. Now, it's been retracted, okay, but I just want to read some of this because these are people on the ground. Uh, now, um, let me start. The daily work we're doing here is mainly fo focused on provisioning of oxygen, uh, electrocardiogram monitoring, uh, tube care, airway management, ventilator debugging, central venous intubation, hemodialysis, and basic nursing care such as disposal or disinfection. Now, um, listen to the conditions that these people are in. Quote, the conditions we're in are more difficult and extreme than we ever could have imagined. There's severe shortage of protective equipment, such as face shields, respirators, goggles, gowns, and gloves. The goggles are made of plastic and repeatedly being cleaned and sterilized in the ward makes them difficult to see through. Also, due to the frequent hand washing, several of our colleagues' hands have painful rashes as a result of wearing the N95 respirator for periods of time, extended periods of time. Some nurses now have pressure ulcers on their ears and forehead, and wearing the mask to speak our patients uh, to, to, with our patients, <clears throat> our voices are muted, so we have to speak loudly. Wearing four layers of gloves is also clumsy and doesn't work. We can't even open up packages uh, for medical devices, so giving patients injection is a huge challenge. Often nurses' mouths are covered in blisters. Some nurses have fainted due to hypoglycemia or hypoxia. Uh, we have also suffered psychologically. We are professional nurses, but we're also human. Like everyone else, we feel helpless, anxiety, and fear. Experienced nurses finally um, occasionally find the time to comfort colleagues to try and ease our anxiety, but even experienced nurses may also cry and because we do not know how long we need to stay here, and we're the highest risk group for the COVID infection. Uh, and it figures 1,716 Chinese staff have been infected with the COVID virus, and nine of them have died. 
So we're really looking that this is a very, very sick population. Now that was retracted. Okay, but you can imagine when we talk about the constant disinfecting, the constant uh, destruction of your normal flora of your skin, how damaging it can be. And we're seeing this reflected in the stress and damage of the, the hospital staff. So <clears throat> what can you do? Here is your survival plan. Okay, and this is going to be detailed out on our our talk tonight. Everything else, it's going to be clear. Uh, number one, strengthen your immune system. And you can say, duh. Okay, so what does this mean? Supplements that everyone needs. Okay, and this is not just for the COVID-19. This is common sense to keep your immune system health, healthy. And when we look at what happens in the wintertime, remember, these viruses die in sunlight. We're in low sunlight activity. So this is vitamin D deficiency weather, as well as it allows the viruses to grow because there's less solar radiation. So supplements, vitamin C. Um, I take, for a guy my size, 10,000 milligrams a day. I put it in my water and I drink it throughout the day. Okay, and I use Vitality C with ribose. But figure if you're taking too much oral supplementation of vitamin C, you're going to get bowel tolerance or diarrhea. Vitamin D3, between two and 5,000 a day. I take around 5,000 a day in the wintertime, and I take around 2,000 a day in the summer. Magnesium, at least four to 500 milligrams um, a day. And I use a magnesium, a liquid one. Now, uh, zinc, absolutely essential, 20 milligrams a day. Selenium, at least 100 micrograms a day. Daily leucoziodine and activated charcoal daily. Now, you can take another supplements, but vitamin C, vitamin D3, magnesium, zinc, selenium, leucoziodine, activated charcoal, the basic stuff. We're talking just basic. Now, daily exercise, I actually changed my schedule in February. Uh, normally, and this is for the last 20 years, I start, uh, get up at 4, uh, get to the office uh, by 4.45, and start adjusting from 5 o'clock on. Now, I changed in February to where I'm starting at 6 o'clock. I'm starting an hour later. I'm still getting up at four, uh, but now I'm working out. So I have daily exercise of doing deep breathing. Why deep breathing? So let's look at the Wim Hof method of breathing. And you're forcing air in and forcing it out. So And you're doing diaphragmatic breathing. So think of it, what this does. For one, 80% of your immune system is in your gut. So expanding your lung tissue and the diaphragm almost massages the organ tissue. Okay, it's expanding the lung tissue at the, at the base of your lungs where fluid can tend to develop. And if you're doing deep breathing several times throughout the day, fantastic. You're aerating the lungs. You're not giving a space for any virus, fungus, or bacteria to grow. There's not going to be fluid in there because you're actually utilizing it. An exercise routine should also include resistance exercise. I've got a couple of kettlebells, the stretching, the rebounder. I'm working on abs because I get plenty of upper body work um, adjusting people. 
Now, sleep is absolutely essential. So exercise daily, but you've got to incorporate deep breathing. Sleep, seven and a half hours a night, solid. There's high disease rates at nine hours more or five hours or less sleep. Organic plant-based seasonal diet. This means lots of healthy herbs. If you look at the antimicrobial and immune system effect of turmeric, oregano, garlic, um, black pepper, fantastic. All of this stuff is so fantastically good for your immune system. Multiple studies on it. Let food be your medicine and medicine be your food. And remember, the viruses die at higher temperatures. So think of lots of soups and broths and liquid throughout the day. Fantastically good for your immune system. Now, the emotional aspect is super healthy or super important. So I do neurolinguistic programming daily on the way to work. And this is body posture, volume, intonation, and breathing to keep that mental, emotional uh, exercise in, in a healthy pattern. If you figure emotions are chemicals secreted by how the brain perceives the environment, having healthy um, uh, neurofunction is essential for a healthy immune system. Chiropractic Adjustments Weekly, as weird as it sounds, I've got five doctors at one office, one doctor at another office, all chiropractors, and I, sometimes it's hard for me to get adjusted, but I literally have to force myself to because of the time. I mean, I'm here early, I stay here late, but my docs are all busy and I feel bad about asking them to adjust me. But knowing that, that it's essential for health, I actually ask my doctors to get at least one to two adjustments a week. They're doing good. I just need to keep up with it. And you have to play. This means you've got to do something fun. Okay, and, you know, whether it's looking at, at, a, at a vacation, planning, playing, doing something fun, getting out, throwing the ball, uh, archery, whatever you want to do, but play at least one day a week. And then prayer, prayer daily, super important, at least once a day, because this gives you a connection with a higher power and actually strengthens your immune system. And then, so let's look back, because you always hear this comparison, uh, the 1918 flu. This is as bad as that. Well, when you look at the 1918 flu, now they didn't have the technology to identify the flu or flu virus. So you have a number of people that were in one of the most horrific wars ever. So we're talking extreme stress. Chemical warfare was being used, so mustard gas. Uh, so we know that between 20 million and 50 million people worldwide died and about half a million people in the U.S. And now, was it all the Spanish flu, or were there other flus? Now, granted, the Spanish flu did start on military basis with young people involved, so that was a totally different um, causative factor there, or stressors. But let's just work on the Spanish flu, since that's the most um, popular one or the one that's used in comparison to the coronavirus. Now, uh, researchers that in Davenport, Iowa, compiled a bunch of data, and out of the 93,500 patients treated by medical doctors, there were 6,000 deaths. So that's a death of one out of 15. Now, commerce, now, remember, back in 1918, chiropractors weren't back pain, neck pain doctors, okay, like, like the public would think of them now. Uh, 
They were a separate medical profession, just like homeopaths and naturopaths, that worked on the overall immune system. And the theory of chiropractic is that there's a life force energy that flows from the brain down through the spinal cord to animate and give tissue life. And the job of a chiropractor is to clear that connection, then the body will adapt to the environment correctly. That means immune system function and all the other physiologic responses that are needed for a healthy response to the environment. So chiropractors um, at Palmer School of Chiropractic adjusted 1,635 cases or took care of them with only one death. So you went from one in 15 deaths to one out of 635. Uh, there's chiropractors in Iowa cared for 4,735 cases with only six deaths, or that's a death of one out of 866. Uh, in Oklahoma, uh, there was um, out of 394 patients um, uh, that 3,490 patients. Uh, there were only seven deaths. So you look time and time and time again uh, that the chiropractic adjustments only because it clears and allows your body to function correctly. So realize that this virus, okay, is either lab or wild. I mean, go off on all of these theories, but it, the way they're handling it is is inconsistent with common sense. I mean, let's go way back, way back to the start of February. Okay, now, when you look at the numbers in February, according to Johns Hopkins, now, people are saying that these numbers aren't accurate. I'm in total agreement with that. I mean, did they really do an accurate viral test um, to see if these people have it? And are they doing the accurate viral test to see that they're recovered? Uh, you know, don't know. But in February 2nd, there were 14,000 confirmed cases, 305 deaths, and 443 recovered. Okay, uh, by this morning, okay, and that this is this morning, uh, March 3rd, I think it is March 3rd, yeah, uh, they said 92,000 confirmed cases, uh, 3,000 confirmed deaths, and 48,000 recoveries. That's right. So you could take the 9,000 total confirmed cases and subtract the 48,190 people that have recovered. Now, if you're going to say, hey, look, these numbers aren't accurate. It could be tenfold of this. Great. Multiply all three of these factors by 10. Okay. You're still going to get the same percentage. We know that the Lancet article, and this is the one that was way back at the end of January, it's still going to peak around April. There's no changes on that. Uh, and then I'm going to present data on vitamin C and what they're doing. Uh, they actually have several studies in vitamin C. And um, I'm going to bring up all the references for uh, utilizing all uh, vitamin C, vitamin D3, everything else. But Dr. Richard Chang, uh, who's associate director, uh, director he's one of the um, 
is, uh, let me see, where is it? Epidemic Medical Support Team. Um, he is the Medical and Scientific Advisory Board to the International Intravenous Vitamin C uh, China Epidemic Medical Support Team. Uh, now, they go through and they have a number of different studies. They just got approval for three, but what they're doing is they're given six to 12,000 milligrams per day for moderate and severe cases of the coronavirus. They're also looking at other hospitals to start more IV, um, IV intravenous vitamin C. And they're also recommending oral vitamin C for people to go home. But vitamin C, uh, according to Dr. Chen, is promising for prevention and especially important for treatment of dying patients when there's no better treatment. Uh, now, early insufficient large doses of intravenous vitamin C are critical. Vitamin C is not only a prototypical antioxidant, but also involves the virus killing uh, and prevention of viral replication. That's right, just vitamin C. So this means if you're taking vitamin C orally, beautiful, from five to 10,000 milligrams a day. If you're taking too much, you're going to get diarrhea. Or intravenous vitamin C if you have a severe cold. Why? Because it kills the virus and prevents viral replication. The significance of large dose intravenous vitamin C is not just an antiviral. Uh, it's an acute respiratory stress. It kills, okay? When you're looking at acute respiratory distress that kills most people from the coronavirus epidemics, we're talking in the history, SARS, MERS. Um, this is the one um, therapy that knocks that out. I mean, go back to Beauchamp and, and Pasteur. It's the terrain. So don't lay around and wait to be a victim. Take a proactive approach immediately, immediately, and start increasing your vitamin C, your vitamin D3. Uh, look at the stressors that you're exposed to, the physical, chemical, emotional stressors, and start dealing with those correctly. Know that with the panic out there and the lack of government support, I mean, our government is not saying, hey, your body is strong, you're going to be okay, everything's fine. Our government is working on panic. Why? Because it's a good distraction. So make sure that you have at least three months worth of food supply. Make sure that you have um, water for at least three weeks. And you can get uh, for just $100 a nice, it's a plastic setup that goes into most um, bathtubs that has a pump on it. And it'll hold 100 gallons of water. Fantastic. Have you got an extra bathtub? Beautiful. That's what you use. Um, look at safety equipment, okay, things that you may need like um, soap, water, towels, uh, shelter, maybe a tent or so in case you have to bug out. Look at transportation, okay, some cars may not be available. Look at bikes, um, walking, good shoes, that would be ideal. Look at waste management. Check out our 2012 videos that we talked about. Waste management, water, transportation. Look at barter material. Okay, this would mean, because I mean, figure, I was raised with three sisters, and I was the youngest of four raised by a single mom. So we did not have a lot of money. So when we talk about gathering three months worth of food supply, make it easy. 
every time you go grocery shopping, pick up a few cans of the BPA-free canned food or a couple of bags of rice and put it in mason jars to stop any funguses or anything else growing in there. Um, and just just store it away. Just you know, it's just be smart about this. Um, make sure that you have some type of communication uh, set up, uh, like get a walkie-talkie for friends that are close because cell phone service might be interrupted. So it makes it just smart. And you will be okay. Do not look for a new medical intervention. In fact, uh, be wary of medical interventions because we know that there is no liability and there is a huge market for this. The the panic that the panic that is being created is to distract you from the current state of politics, of finances, and also to create a good market. Because uh, I got to tell you, there's a lot of people that would be considered anti-vaxxers that are panicked, that are rolling their sleeve up for the first intervention. Sure, look out for this cold virus, okay? Um, it, it or and forget the autoimmune condition that'll develop from the um, uh, reaction to the vaccine. Don't panic. Your body is intelligent. Uh, look at Beauchamp and Pasteur. Build your terrain. Look at the physical, chemical, and emotional stressors that you're under and calm down your friends. Calm down everyone because you will be okay. Now, we've got our cruise coming up in April. Go to the drjohnbergman.com site to sign up for it. Uh, go to Extreme Health Academy. Uh, type in Bergman14 for your discount code. Uh, but look at the education sites. Do not be sucked into the panic. Whether it's lab created or not, it's still a virus. And I got to tell you, uh, you are you are not lab created. You are made in the image and likeness of God. Your body has been here, your design type for sixty thousand years minimum. Um, God bless you. I love you. You'll be okay. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.